Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. We create one-on-one custom fitness solutions to achieve your goals without wasting time or compromise. We build and rebuild committed people so you can get out of pain, get strong, and get back to living the life you want to. We don't waste time. So let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock. Today, we are going to start talking about the five C's of returning from injury. It's a concept around what is required to return from injury, what is required to successfully return from injury, and a great framework that I really have found a lot of success using with people, especially with people who feel stuck. They're injured, maybe they've been consistently injured, maybe they're dealing with chronic pain and they're just not sure what to do. So we have these five C's. This is a concept I first got from Dr. Ryan Summers and Active Life. I think it's super useful. So what I think we're going to do is dig into these one at a time. So we'll have five short podcasts about the five C's. Off the top, the five C's are control, consistency, creativity, commitment, and confidence. Those five C's, ideally in that order, It's a great way to frame looking at returning from injury and really whittle down what you should and should not be doing. So let's break down control. Within control, you need to look at what variables are contributing the most to your current problem. There are likely a number of variables. We want to get as specific and clear as we can as to what is contributing to the issue, and then we can determine what exactly we have control of here, right? So you need to be assessed. You need a full assessment. I understand that your shoulder may hurt. We are still going to look at your hips and your ankles and your knees because this could be a compound problem. It may not be. It may be simply uh, overuse of your shoulder. You exceeded your capacity. We know exactly what's going on. We know exactly how to get back out of it. But there may be a number of problems, including things like substandard recovery. Maybe one of the reasons that you're consistently exceeding your capacity is that your flexibility and mobility is not where you need to be to do the kind of work that you're asking from this shoulder. So we need to break it down. What are the variables? What are the multiple things currently contributing to the current problem? Get it assessed, get to the bottom, list it out. Don't be general about this. Be as specific as you possibly can. Otherwise, it's going to be very hard to work on these issues if you don't even know what they are. Now, out of these variables, once we've broken all of these things out, which of these can be actively changed and improved upon? And it may well not be all of them. For example, if you are an older athlete and you've developed some arthritis in your shoulders, Short of surgery, short of going in there and physically reshaping the bone, there is nothing we can do about that arthritis. Your bone is a different shape than it was. It is a normal part of aging, but that is not something we're going to try and address because it's literally something we cannot have an effect upon. However, we can do a lot of things to work on the pain and discomfort that may be associated with that arthritis. There's a lot there we can control. For example, if you have some short musculature, if one of the reasons that your range of motion is limited, 
or that you're compensating significantly, or you have limited, for example, single side strength, is that some of your muscles are shorter than is ideal, we know how to create length in muscles. It requires load controlled thoughtfully and deliberately through particular ranges of motion. We can change that. We can absolutely make your muscles longer. So we are not going to focus on your arthritis because it's something we cannot control. We are absolutely going to focus on your short rectus femoris, for example, because we know exactly how to make that longer and relieve a lot of the issues that that short muscle is causing. So we've determined the variables that are causing the problem, contributing to the problem, and now we've determined which of them can be changed and improved. If they are not on that list of can be changed and improved, we're going to push them aside and stop focusing on them. They are not interesting enough. We can't do anything. So worrying about it, making it part of your identity is useless and possibly worse than useless. It may be damaging. If you think of yourself as someone with arthritis, if you think of yourself as someone with a bulging disc, if that is part of your identity and it's a thing you can't change, there is no value to hanging on to that. Now that we've determined which variables can be changed and improved, we want to start best case, worst casing of this thing. What would happen if you focused all of your energy and all of your attention on improving these variables. If you were able to do that, what would the best case scenario be? What is great success? Imagine that, write it down. What would it look like if you were able to really focus on these particular issues, these two, three, four, five things that are contributing to your problem that we've determined we can affect change upon, what is the absolute best case scenario? No one is saying you are definitely going to have the best case outcome, but it is absolutely worth your time determining what the best case scenario would be. Now you can decide if that's something that seems valuable to you. If that in the best case is something that you would really, really value, it's probably worth spending some of your time and energy and focus on. If the absolute best case scenario is still not interesting enough and still doesn't seem valuable and doesn't seem worth your time or energy, well then excellent. We've determined that. This isn't something that's actually a priority for you and we can move on. Now the worst case scenario, we're going to flip it slightly. What would the worst case scenario be for all of these variables contributing to your current problem? What would the worst case scenario be if you didn't address them? If you ignore them, if you don't take action, what is the worst case scenario? We've talked about this idea before of the cost of inaction, that it is not neutral. Not taking action is not a neutral choice. It is a choice to not do something, to not potentially, if you've determined it is something we can have an effect upon, we can change and improve these issues. Choosing to not do that is not staying still. You're moving in a different direction. So again, not trying to be gloom and doom, not trying to scare anybody, but a very useful exercise. What would the worst case scenario be if you didn't address them? If you are a strength and performance athlete, 
but your shoulder regularly hurts after any kind of volume, anything dynamic, anything, uh, it just hurts for a couple of days. And it sort of always hurts. And it feels like it's been getting worse. I used to be able to get up to 100 kilos and it was fine. And now it starts hurting around 80 kilos. Well, you can draw this out. What's the worst case scenario if that happens? In this case, you will probably cease to be able to put your arms over your head without pain. You may not be able to get things out of cabinets on your own. You'll have to ask for help on the airplane to put your luggage away, not because it's too heavy, but because you can't even put your arms in that position. That is working toward a worst case scenario. Not, I might not PR again in the next six months, but something potentially a lot worse. And again, you may not head toward the worst case scenario. You may not head toward the best case scenario, but list these things out, figure out what it would look like, and then you can decide, do I want to be moving toward this worst case scenario, taking in action? Do I want to be moving toward this best case scenario, taking action, which will require focus, time, energy, and resources, and not taking action will save you all of those things. So now you can make an informed decision. Once you have that, once you understand what could happen, depending on whether or not you take action to address these variables, which we have already determined, you can affect change upon. What would need to be true for you to start working on them today? Now that we know what the variables are, now that we know what the best case scenario is if you take action, and the worst case scenario is if you choose to not take action, what would need to be true for you to start working on them today? What is the holdup? What is stopping you from moving forward? Is it mindset? Is it ego? Is it money? Is it education? Is it understanding? Is it certainty? Are you not sure you can affect change yet? All of these things could be contributing to it. Mindset is a huge part of it. Ego can be enormous. Stopping or changing or altering your training, which you've been doing for potentially years, to do something very different to affect change on connective tissue and muscle length. If you're used to doing competitive style functional movements, that's very difficult. Your ego may take a blow. If that is part of your identity, it's going to be challenging. So what would need to be true for you to start working on them today? How sure do you have to be that you'll be able to make progress to take that first step, to let yourself focus and take action on something which you have, if you followed through this, have determined is going to make a change, is going to be working to get you out of this current problem. Recovering from pain, coming back from injury, dealing with this chronic pain that you've been dealing with. What would need to be true? And write those things down. Because once you've determined, again, we want to get specific. The answer can't be, I don't know, it seems hard. It requires some vulnerability. It requires some transparency. If you're going to have this conversation with someone else, if you're going to bring in a coach or a mentor or a loved one to this, it may mean some difficult decisions. The kind of coach who generally spends their time helping the general population 
get strong and fit is a very different person than the coach who generally spends their time helping individuals come back from pain and injury and deal with very specific issues. Those people typically have very different educations, very different backgrounds, very different motivations, and frequently very different price points. There can be a lot of struggle with this, but once you determine what you can control, it's enormous. So rolling through control one more time, the first of our five C's, acceptance and shifting of your mindset is a crucial first step toward making progress. What variables are contributing to your current problem? Out of these, which ones can be changed and improved upon? What's the best case scenario if you focus all of your time and energy on improving these particular variables that you've already determined you can change? What's the worst case scenario if you get stuck in inaction? If you fail to address them, what is the worst case scenario? And understanding those two, what needs to be true for you to start working on them today? We're going to end it there on control. We will do the next four C's soon coming up, but I like breaking these out and spending some time on them. If this resonates with you, if you have questions about coming back from injury, recovering from chronic pain, working through any of these things, reach out anytime. We are very responsive on Instagram. You can also get in touch with us through the website. Thank you so much. My name is Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you so much for listening to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star rating if you have the time. That makes a big difference. DM us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. Any questions if you just want to pick our brain. If you'd like more info, the website is feelstrong.me. We value effectiveness, individualization, and empathy. If you want to see what it's like to have an expert in the field really listen and hear what you need to build you the perfect program to get you where you want to go, today is the perfect time to get started. We look forward to hearing from you. Thank you very much.